It's number seven, and it's so nice we had to record this episode twice. A band from the past that's called The Knack, and lunch meat sandwich that makes a good snack. We're bead babies and real estate. Bathroom stalls make your demo sound great. Competitive eating will nothing sounds worse, save for old films about a whole hot nurse. It's time for our show to start now. It's episode seven of Weird Pals. Yeah, all right, I can do this stupid intro now. Here we go. Hello, Tim. That sounded like a question. Tim, hello. Hi. Hi, welcome to Weird Pals. That Thank was you. Tim. Thank you. This is Joel. <laughs> yes. All right, so here we discuss our stuff and music stuff related to the original song, I believe. That's right, Tim. You're correct. You, you, oh, nice. You're not in See, a fog I, I, of confusion. I know what's going on here. You know exactly what's going on. <laughs> yes. I've, I've been here once before, and I'll be here once another four. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. All right. So, um, what are we doing today? We have a Weird Al song to do today. So, we've done... Let's see. Are we allowed to discuss the... Oh, the uh, behind the curtains problem? Behind here? the curtains? I think so. Okay. So, uh, we already did this episode back in... October. Oh. There we go. Thank you. That's like six months ago we did this. <laughs> uh, and then um, one of our party members uh, misplaced their uh, microphone audio. I noticed that you looked at me when you said that. I may have looked at Tim when I said that, but one of us, we won't say who. Right. I am going to look at Tim while I say that, which you can't see. Uh-huh. Uh, but one of us lost uh, their audio, so we have to re-record the episode. Yeah. So I had to go back and look at old notes and be like, what was I saying here? This is nonsense. <laughs> and because it was so long ago, this might be as if we we're hearing the information for the first time again. So here's take two. We could just upload just my half of the conversation, too, and that'd be very interesting. Yeah, it could just be one Silence. half of a conversation. And it would only be your really insightful jokes and quips. Yeah, so you really make it your own podcast in a way, because you're the star now, and you're just oh, talking to me. it's completely immersive. Like, the yes. audience could fill in whatever they yes. want, and Joel Have a respond. conversation with me. That's a good... That's pre-recorded on my end. Nice. <laughs> that seems like a service that should yes. be out there. All right. Well, patent it. All right. Done. Um, I'll... Joel, before we patent anything, we need to check out the album cover. Oh, that's true. To investigate any Bologna-related facts, right. we're gonna we're gonna do my Bologna, everyone. See that right there? Yeah, I see that. That looks right like Bologna. That sure looks like Bologna. Next to a thing that looks right like a shop it? vac or something. What is that big blue? I think thing? it's a big horn. Okay, it looks like like the top of an ice cream truck, kind of a horn. I don't oh, like know a that. siren thing. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, but there's also a sandwich. With mustard on it, which there is a lyric of spreading on the mustard how, please, or now, please show me how. Mm. So there's another link right there. Right at the bottom, right at the center. Yes. Now, is there more? Oh, there's more baloney over here hanging on the wall and on top of the telly. Oh, that's not unlike the pancake that's hanging from your wall in your house. <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, uh, we also have a pancake wall. You Weird Al's Weird Al's not the only person who has food hanging off of his wall. No. Uh, someone tried taking a bite of the pancake recently and didn't enjoy it very much. Well, that's strange. And it's still it hanging. Fun. It's still hanging up there. It's with still the hanging. Bite. It's just a little smaller now. If people so think soon. this is a joke, it's not. <laughs> yes, Joel literally not. has a pancake hanging from the ceiling or from the wall. Uh. It's like through a window pane, so there's okay. like an indent, so it's like a not the ceiling or the wall, but like the inside window. And how did you pierce indent. the pancake? Was it like, was it like uh, a fish Dan hook? did it, but okay. I don't know what he used. I want to say, honestly, it was just something that like tied vegetable, like broccoli together. That's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, just okay. something like that, which is, you know, classy. Okay. Well, that's what we do here. It's <laughs> the kind of place we live in. Yeah. And there's more mustard on the table here, but I don't know if I see much else so i'm gonna go with that's it excellent is that good enough for you tim it's so good for me oh thank god hey joel did you know that my bologna is not an original song in fact it is a parody of a song 
are you telling me that the Weird Al song My Bologna is a parody of another song and That's... not actually an original song? You're correct. Wow. I know. I don't believe you. Well, Proof. I'm going to tell you all about it in my You're section. You're going to back that claim? That's right. I'm going to back that claim up. Back. <laughs> no, just back, back the claim. Back that claim up. <laughs> back it up. <laughs> uh, in my section, that doesn't have a title, but I'm going to call it Tim's today, section. Tim's section. I'm going to tell you all about The Knack, which is a band that existed and came out with the hit song my sharona oh does this band have anything to do with knick knack paddywhack give a dog a bone i don't i don't believe it does okay but maybe it's hidden in my notes and i didn't uh, pay attention i'll tell you what i do know uh there's a man this man's name is doug feiger and Mm. he is the lead singer and i believe songwriter of the knack but before that he was in a band in the 1970s called Sky, which had uh, a couple of albums from 70 and 71. Uh, you'll enjoy the 71 record. It was called Sailor's Delight. Mm, I've heard of Sailors before. That's right. Joel's band has a whole sailor-themed album. So Indeed. Perhaps. So it's pretty much, maybe it's the same album as that came out in the 70s. Maybe it was. Um, they have does let's see if your song sounds anything like this here's a sky single a charting single called goody two shoes now which one is he in this photograph i'm staring at on the album cover here he is in the dead center ah there he is look at that mop on his head he does have quite the mop mothers or just parents in general would not approve Two Shoes comes from 1970. This is from Zen Records. Uh, After they get signed by just writing random letters to random famous producers, um, they um, get signed and in with their second record in 1971, they get to actually be featured in a film movie stars that's right and uh one of the best films that's ever been um ever made roger corman's private duty nurses (laughs) sounds like a fine film um the director discovered the band uh by seeing them play in a high school so I don't know under what circumstance that happened. Um, And uh, also, uh, please don't uh, mistake on-duty nurses with the following uh, nurse films of the same era. My favorite films. Nurse films. So there's uh, Night Call Nurses, The Young Nurses... Uh, candy stripe nurses, the student nurses, cover girl models, which I guess isn't nurses at all. Um, Is so, this band in all of them or just the one? No, no. There just seems to be a whole slew of <laughs> exploitation oh. films with nurses at the same time. And huh. None of them are over five stars on IMDb. Shocking. Oh, no. So The Knack um, is Doug's second band. Um, the Knack released their debut record in 1979, and it's mm. called Get the Knack. And um, they actually come out with a single. Joel, I have an actual record to show you. Oh, very nice. Look at this <clears throat> single. That's a that's a nice single right there. Yeah, so on the... Capital Records. Capital Records, side A is... Um, uh, my Sharona and then the B-side is Let Me Out which I think is the opening track on the album hmm. And but this one doesn't have the picture uh, sleeve on it uh oh so it was released with one though it does have one it does have one yes okay. in fact it's very famous would you like to look up the My Sharona <clears throat> oh. single cover oh I would And you, can you, if you could describe it to me once you see it 
So what we see here is a woman holding a record called Get the Knack. And uh, she's wearing a white tank top that is basically see-through. So it's a very revealing photo. So you'll see it, the, the theme continues with Doug Figer's um, artistic expressions here. Yes. He knows what he wants. Or <laughs> Something <singing> like that. <laughs> um, my so Sharona... Like, what if we put her on there without a shirt? Well, with a shirt, but like a see-through shirt. <laughs> and that's Because of the mouth song. That's right. <laughs> That's actually Sharona, by the way. Oh, that's right. That is Sharona herself. That's Sharona herself, who is an actual person. And uh, Doug Figer was playing in the band. And Sharona was in the audience, already had a boyfriend. And he was like, you know what? I want to uh, steal that woman as my girlfriend. Wrote this song, My Sharona. And wouldn't you know, down the line in the near future, they were actually dating. And this was at a high school, right? Um, I don't know if this was at a high school. She oh, was okay. definitely underage at the time that they met, pretty sure. Yeah, I, I remember that aspect. Yeah, of super weird. With this dude. Because the, um, <laughs> um, the lyrics to My Sharona are almost as thinly veiled as the one that we already listened to. <laughs> so that's a little rough. Um, but besides the lyrics, we have the drummer from The Knack, Bruce Gary, explaining how the song was created. So, uh, and the day that My Sharon was brought into the rehearsal studio, Burton had the guitar riff, went to the bottom, bottom, bump, and, and Doug eventually wrote the words. But when Burton brought it in, that riff, he asked me to play a beat similar to uh, Going to Go-Go which was the Smokey Robinson from, I think, 1966. And that beat went like this. It was kind of... So I played, and then I thought to myself, well, I used to play in a surf band, and we used to do these things called flams, which is basically hitting the sticks not exactly at the same time. It's kind of a staggered thing. So to add to... So if you heard there, Joel, he said he stole from uh, um, a song that was mentioned that I don't remember the name of anymore. Uh, I also forgot the name of the song. Something a go go or something. It's whatever link I'm sending you. Oh. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Going to a go-go. I had the go-go part. Okay, good. You good you, for me. you pass. on like a podcast i think said that the um riff was like an inversion of the new song that i've sent you this is uh the spencer davis group give me some lovin give me some lovin So they both have octaves. The Sharona one is slightly more complex than this one. Yeah. So you just take a couple of songs that you like, make them a little different, and then you got a song. And then hopefully you have a lead singer who says, unfortunately, overt <laughs> sexual things about each yeah. woman. And you've got a number one hit. This is the number That's one song in the world, the United States, number one Billboard song of the year. 19th. When did this song come out? 19th. What, like what year? I mean, not... <laughs> what was the <laughs> what was the the month? That's what I meant. <laughs> don't don't know that. Okay, I'm just curious because the Weird Al one came out the same month or was recorded on the same 
Oh, year. in the same God year, damn. huh? Same year. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. So Let's they're see. like very close. June. Released in Ooh. June. Nice. Weird Al's uh, first release was in um, December. Okay. So six months later. Six months later. That's cool. That's He's a r- fast turnaround. Right on the cusp. I don't know if I got onto that. Right on the pulse. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So, um, Sharona herself, wouldn't you know, is a real person. In fact, uh, has grown up to become a real estate agent in Los Angeles. Oh, fancy. Right? Maybe I need to buy a house from her. You know, let's go house shopping. Shall we do that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sharona Alperin is her name. And she sort of uses the fame from the song in the marketing of her real estate business. As one should. MySharona.com. See? That's what it is. That's hilarious. All right, tell me what kind of houses um, are up for sale and maybe how much they are. I am just seeing a bunch of doors. Oh, it's an intro. The website has an intro. Wow. Ooh, a splash page. How exciting. Sharona Alpine and Association. Opening doors to your dreams. That's why there's a bunch of doors. Ha ha. Clever. Clever. This looks like a fancy house in Los Angeles. Probably cheap. Four million. Okay, that's not bad. <laughs> Mid-century gym, polished to perfection, stunning, meticulous renovation to top floor south-facing corner unit with panoramic views of the city in the 1960s architectural building designed by the... Oh, yeah. That was uh, boring to read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they have a laundry closet. Okay. Nice. Oh, this good. Is, uh, oh, I've looked at a, a list of sold properties. Oh. Uh, this one sold for eleven million dollars. What is this? That's in, not bad. In Beverly Hills. <laughs> That's where I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> gimme, gimme. It's uh, this this eleven million dollar home has three baths, two half baths, and one three fourths baths. So three fourths baths. Must mean a sink room, right? <laughs> I don't know. Don't know. Because <laughs> a half bath is just a toilet. Uh, well, you need a sink and a toilet. What kind of monster would just have a toilet? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Maybe that's what the fourth bath is or whatever. <laughs> it has four parking spaces, a garage, a pool, but I don't know how many bedrooms. We you know, you know what we did six months ago? We emailed Sharona. Oh, yes. Tim did and uh, almost got her. Well, let me give you the history. October 16th, I think during our original recording, we came up with this email. It's titled, My Request for Sharona to be on our podcast. <laughs> Hello, Sharona. We are Tim and Joel. Nice to meet you. We host a Weird Al-themed podcast and would love to invite you on for a short interview about the greatest parody song directly related to your name, My Bologna. Joel would like for me to add... (laughs) Oh, I forgot this part. (laughs) Joel would like for me to add that our podcast is infamous. (laughs) Perhaps you can help make it famous. Much thanks, Tim and Joel. I forgot about that as well. Oh, man, so funny. All right, we got a response. Not two days later, from Sharona, dear Tim and Joel, thank you so much for the invitation to be on your podcast. Please let me know the details of when you would like me to be interviewed. (laughs) Randy, from my office, will make the arrangements with you. Thank you very much. Randy, on behalf of Sharona. Hmm. I was just looking at Randy's photograph on the website. Oh, okay. (laughs) Then, two days after that, this is now October 20th, I respond with, How great! We are available any day except Wednesdays after 3 Pacific time. So whenever best works for you and your schedule, we are happy to work around. Speak to you soon. 
Tim and Joel, the weird pals. And that. And then what happened? And that you? was it. <laughs> Would you like me to take this opportunity to send another meme? <laughs> How dare they? At least they responded the first time, though. At least they did. I'm going to send another email. How would you like me to face? I'm going to start with Hello Randy, because I know we're talking to Randy now. Hey, Randy. Oh, hello, Randy. <clears throat> How should I start this, Joel? What do we need to say? Um, It's been six months. Salutations. Salutations. <laughs> salutations. Oh, man. Um, we wanted to reach back out to you in case, perhaps, this email chain slipped <laughs> by or slipped <laughs> through the cracks. Because uh, it's a very important one, too. Um. <laughs> I um, want to get in on this. Uh, what else should I say, Joel? Um, I, I, I don't know, though. W weren't you? <laughs> I was distracted. I was reading this thing. You know you can't read and talk <laughs> I know, at the same I know time. This. I know this. <laughs> Here's what I have so far. Hello, Randy. Salutations. We wanted to reach back out to you in case, perhaps, this email chain slipped through the cracks. Yes. Did it? <laughs> did, did it it's okay we understand <laughs> um our fans would love to hear because now they can even go look it up that's right they couldn't look it up before what's the opposite of salutations um, I don't know. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The full <laughs> email says, hello, Randy. Salutations. We wanted to reach back out to you in case perhaps this email chain slipped through the cracks. Did it? It's okay. We understand. Our fans would love to hear from Sharona about her experience with hearing Weird Al's Bologna-themed parody. Au revoir, Tim and Joel. Send. Oh, man, I love, I love this. It's so good. All right. A couple quick things, Joel. Yes. Um, after this song came out, um, uh, Doug sued run dmc for apparently taking this riff and using it in their song it's tricky it's tricky yeah yep tricky, um, tricky. that would become twister late no well kind of no nah, maybe not that's more beastie boys thing right anyway, it's it a beastie boys thing Trick. <laughs> um uh same style of rap music though yeah um which is funny because that run dmc song also um, has copyrighted music from uh, Mickey. The, oh, Mickey, oh. you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey, which we talked about in episode There's one. There's a pattern. That's right. The um, HB to rock around to rock around on time. That's right. It's tricky. That's tricky. the same melody. And then the guitar <clears> beat <throat> apparently is, Doug says, is taken from their song. Yeah. Interesting. Did he win this uh, suing? I don't know. I don't remember. I could read this whole oh. thing, but I'm not going to. Yeah, fair. Me neither. Um, there was a backlash against the Knack because they were basically a Beatles ripoff um, to the point where the, the cover of Get the Knack looks just like the cover of Meet the Beatles. They also had like this tendency to like, um, I think they thought it was funny to like not answer any press questions or anything to like seem like aloof and mysterious. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. Unless they're being, like, dumb about it. But yeah. Not, like, dumb, like, like, douches about it. Right. <laughs> Here's an article from 1979 from the Washington Post. It says, Teenage America is having a big knack attack. Knack attack. This is from the summer of 1979. High school corridors across the country are echoing with the, with the brash 60 styles rock of The Knack, a Los Angeles-based band whose debut album, Get the Knack, is at the top of every rock chart. 
So is My Sharona, the quartet's slyly sexy hit single. Slyly. <laughs> slyly. <laughs> Very sly. Gosh. <clears throat> Aided by manager Scott Anderson, the former Capitol Record merchandising staffer, the band cleverly courted the L.A. rock press, using its initial enthusiasm to orchestrate a ferocious record company bidding war. The ploy paid off handsomely. The band reportedly won a hefty half a million dollar guarantee for two albums with options for up to seven records over a five-year period. But who are huh. these guys? They're not telling. They've refused <laughs> all interviews, even a cover story offer from Rolling Stone. Their press kit is pure pop mythology. Instead of biographical data, it reveals the group's astrological signs, preference in girls, ugh, and favorite preference colors. Girls. Uh, the playing high schools and preference of girls and weird lyrics is interesting. Uh, is the only word I'm going to keep using for it. <laughs> um. In continuation with uh, something else that we've talked about. Remember when we talked about the disco demolition in episode two? Uh, yes, yes, I do. A bunch of people created a riot at a baseball game. Yeah. So that DJ who's responsible for that mess, his name's Steve Dahl, is also responsible for um, a parody song that also sounds like my Sharona called Ayatollah. Which is and that's the third Weird Al link, then. That's right. Interesting. And uh, here it is. It's about the Ayatollah, which is about the Iranian conflict that was going on in 1979 when Jimmy Carter was president. Yeah, that sounds like the same song. A real nice beard, you know it really caught up my eye, Ayatollah. But you know your mind is weird, your mind is weird. You really are a nutty kind of guy, Ayatollah. Come on, give us back all the people at the embassy. The Shah's in New York and he's taking chemotherapy. He's already gonna die, Ayatollah. <laughs> okay, uh, in the description of this song, uh, it says that... Um, the song was partially a response to the inf infamous prank calls to Iran bit that Steve Dahl and his partner Gary Meyer did on, I think, on their radio station, uh, which caused the State Department to actually call the station and told them to stop because it could damage <laughs> the negotiations. Ooh, nice. all right. Causing problems. Love it. So this song came out in 90 or 79 as well then i believe so so there's two parodies out in the same year you would think that this song would have potentially been on dr demento as well given that it is a parody do you want to check let's check let's investigate here dmdb.org who did it first steve <laughs> doll it sure was well, this makes sense. Uh, the, his first song on there was called Do You Think I'm Disco, which makes sense because he yeah. hates disco. And then Ayatollah was also featured in December of 1979. Okay, so that's when the single was released, but it was probably recorded before. Oh, yeah, it was definitely recorded before then. So, okay. Fair. Interesting, interesting. Al did it first. <laughs> Al did it first. Ayatollah's been played a lot on this show. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was funny enough. Um. <laughs> you know another parody song that's probably on uh, Dr. Domeno at some point? What? Nine Coronas. Mm. Here it is. Time for the five most demanded, demanded discs and tapes of the day. And here's number five from Texas, John Mamoser. Good to me, but 
but she looked like Vanilla Wine after nine Coronas. I looked at her face, I saw lust in her full eyes, but I didn't see the cellulite on her thighs. Bow, wow, 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 wow. There you go. Okay, uh, that one first came on to Dr. Demento in 88. 88. Okay. A good 33-ish years ago. Yeah, but he also did, apparently, songs about or parodying uh, the Rocky franchise, so that he's also tied to um, Weird Al in another way. Oh. Would you believe it that the coronavirus uh, had an uptick in my Sharona songs because Sharona and Corona sound the same? Same with the beer Corona. That's right. Like the last song. Mm-hmm. Um, so they actually took some their 2020 digital streaming royalties from my Sharona and donated it um, to, I think, COVID-19 relief efforts, which was cool. And then uh, here's one of a billion uh, Corona-themed parody songs. This one by a gentleman named Chris Mann. I need toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. I'm out of toilet paper. It's my Corona. I need toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. I'm out of toilet paper. It's my Corona. Well, that sounds fun. Why am I out here risking my life? Corona, where's a goddamn parking space? Shit, touch my face. Wait, I think I finally caught my Corona. Stop it, don't be manic. Go inside. No organic? Oh no, all GMO. Jesus Christ, now I panic. I'll die. My Corona. There you go. He's also done My Corona Part 2, it seems. Nice. And I also see one called My Florona. Which makes less sense. What does that mean? Let's click on I that. just uh, did look up, and it's the chemical element of atomic number nine, is what it says when I did. All right. Well, in the video, he's wearing a Christmas <laughs> hat, so I feel like it's not that. Just the flu in the Rona. Yeah. Is that what people just yeah. called it? I guess. I guess. I missed I that know. phase. I did, too. <clears throat> oh, um, that was done like two months ago. Yeah, so that's what that is, I guess. Joel, I have wrung dry the history of Doug Figer <clears throat> and my Sharona. Uh-oh. Which means what does that mean? it's your turn. Oh, jeez. This is not going to go well. <coughs> It'll go fine. It'll go right, fine. You're not going to – that's not the last you'll hear of Doug Figer. I will bring him up shortly. Oh, what a teaser. <laughs> yes. All right. So this was, uh, we're still in the late 70s because uh, the Bologna one came out the same year as the original single, which I don't think I knew because that's like, that's I don't know, a faster turnaround than I thought. But that's like good. three and a half years before the album ever came out. Yeah. But the wow. single at least came out in 79. So, but he wasn't uh, famous yet. But yeah, so he was in college doing his college stuff Lear- and then he learning. got a job on a radio station doing radio oh. stuff oh <laughs> yeah so he got the gig of the 12 to 3 a.m on wednesday 12 he- <laughs> to 3 a.m on wednesday that's yes, a prime not spot a very good shift <laughs> yeah not great so that's where his slot was and he had to play the normal music but would try to sneak in stupid songs every now and then but while he was working in this studio doing the radio show uh, he would use the bathroom, as all of us would. Uh, <laughs> and this bathroom apparently had really great acoustics. And Tim, I would like to share with you what this bathroom looks like. Oh, I'm, we're going to get a bathroom tour of the San Luis Obispo. You are going to get a bathroom tour of the bathroom <clears throat> in the studio where Weird Al worked and would end up recording his uh, song. But let's take a look at it, and you can see just how nice the inside is. All right, so it looks All like right, a see. hallway. There's a men's... In room 229, okay. Cal Poly's Graphic Arts Building. 
All right, there's two sinks. There's three mirrors, two urinals. One, two, th three stalls. Three stalls. I like how it's nice. shot on this, like, <laughs> fisheye <laughs> lens. It's like, yeah, some wide angle something. But yeah, see that bathroom right there? Yeah. Is where Weird Al decided to record his song, My Bologna, with just him and his little acoustic, not acoustic, but a uh, little accordion. Something that I like about this is that it's officially from whatever the tribute is, which looks like the the <laughs> local newspaper YouTube channel. It's got 16,000 followers, and literally they have a 30-second video of someone going into a bathroom. There's no explanation for anything. Man, it's a little piece of history, I suppose, for them. That's right. Um, but yeah, so he uh, took the radio equipment um he couldn't like take the equipment but he could take a microphone and a very 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 long cable and uh he just drug that into the little bathroom recorded his song on a little four track recorder i believe it was uh and then he had that and he sent it to dr demento because he was a fan of him as i we both mentioned previously and i'm trying to find oh he, oh, he recorded it onto reel to reel tape there we go tape using the studio's tape deck, which is pretty dope. Um, but yeah, when he sent it to Dr. Demento, it was a hit immediately. Whoa. It, like, it was just went over very nicely. It got the top funny five, which was in that other video we watched. I brought up the funny five. Um, but it was number one of that for a really long time. And then Dr. Demento even sent Al a little letter right here congratulating him on his success and i believe he was like 19 at the time when all this was going on on that's pretty young on dmdb it says that the first recorded date on here is september 16th 1979 and he isn't even like uh his name is alfred yankovic and his name doesn't turn into weird al yankovic until the next month in october okay that makes sense because he did get the nickname while he was doing the radio show mm. so maybe he got called weird because he was going to the bathroom and recording songs about baloney <laughs> and they're like all right this is a weird guy from the desk of dr demento september 27th 1979 would you rather i called you al on the air question mark hi alfred much belated thanks for your wondrous sausage music it has made a big hit with my audience, to put it mildly. It's been on my KMET Top 10 twice. Ditto for the Top 10 on my new show on KSAN in San Francisco. On my national show, it will be number one on the show just taped for broadcast two weeks from Sunday. A producer from Capitol Records, Bruce Ravide called and asked for a copy for the knack you might want to send a copy to harold bronson at rhino records which and then it has a address they have been putting out a lot of comedy records lately tell him i sent you stay demented dr demento and then it says barry below is that his actual name it is his name yeah <clears throat> yeah so his name's barry but yeah so even the knack liked it which is uh good for them i guess they like stupid stuff that makes sense. We'll at least have a sense of humor. Um, but yeah, so, um, and as pure luck would have it, the knack ended up coming a few months after he was sent this letter to um, uh, to his uh, college to perform some music. Because uh, I guess, you know, as you said, they were playing schools uh. a lot, which I guess was popular then. I, I don't know. It seems weird to me because people don't do that now. But right. yeah. Maybe that's what we need to do to get famous. Is play to colleges. <laughs> need to go play to colleges and schools. Yeah. In like little rec rooms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The tiniest of rec rooms. Um, but yeah, so we went to that. And then when uh, they were playing, he snuck himself backstage where Dal did. Good. Uh, and then made sure to say who he was to um, Doug Figer himself. Oh. Uh, so he was there with him and Rupert Perry, which was uh, the vice president of Capitol Records. And then once Doug found out that Weird Al was who he is, he was like, oh, I love the song. And immediately went to the Capitol Records guy and was like, you should put out his single. And then they did. Yeah. So it was just, uh, yeah. Without like any arguing, I, apparently it was just a smooth like, oh, uh, sure. Which is uh, that's how you get 
famous actually mm. it's right place right time right place right time <laughs> but yeah so they did that and they signed him for a six month long contract and um paid him five hundred dollars for the masters of bologna oh my bologna and school cafeteria which is an older song that i could send you right now if you want to see the b-side i sure do i bet you i'm not gonna like it oh no yeah so this is the b-side of my bologna which is this record right here oh look at that <laughs> we both got records today indeed both uh, so i only have the promo version i don't have the one that actually went into stores and i looked on my shelf for it and it turns out i have three of the promo versions whoa so i was like oh. maybe you could do a tradesies with someone on the interweb oh that's true would anyone like to trade a regular release my bologna school cafeteria for a promo school cafeteria that's right hit me up at I don't have email.com. Weird Pals Pod, Joel. <laughs> That's right. Weird Pals Pod. Dear God. I'll get it. Okay, here we go. You can hear that bathroom reverb. You can. It's beautiful. Now let me tell you about the school cafeteria. It's got Sells over four million burgers a year. Just think, that's almost two pounds of meat. My ice cream sandwich is lukewarm, but my burrito is much too cold. You know, a school cafeteria is the only place that sells artificially colored mold. You know, a school cafeteria believes in mass production. Well, yes, that is the gist of school cafeteria. He really committed to the food theme right off the bat. <laughs> he really did. I guess he was a big foodie. Um, so much so the food album came, but we'll get to that later and the history on that. Oh, is that some juicy stuff? Like food can be juicy. It can be. There's like a steak. Or sometimes pants can be juicy because they say juicy on the back. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Um, when you're right, you're right, Joel. <laughs> yeah, so um, this this record was released on Christmas on. Eve, a, 19... There's a comment on this YouTube link from someone called Mr. Macca a year ago. It says, awesome. Look forward to listening to it every day. It's <laughs> uh, a good song to listen to daily. Oh, man. So good. Um, Sorry. Yeah, so released in uh, Christmas Eve 1979, and after a month it sold 10,000 copies. So it like did really well. That's nuts. So well that Weird Al was like, ah, cool, six-month contract? That was a hit, right? I should be able to like give them some new songs so then they could put out some new songs by him. And he had the greatest idea of um, sending in this song. Because <laughs> he was like, what song would they really want to hear? How about a song called Baby uh, Baby Likes Burping? Oh, which is I a remember. Of the Mac as well. I remember listening to this song and I remember hating it here. Yep. I'm this sure. is what he thought would be a great follow up to the hit My Bologna. So, this is a parody of Baby Talks Dirty by The Knack. Yeah, which of course. Dude, they're songs. <laughs> Doug, come on. so unpleasant <laughs> i know um it's, it's not good and i just think it's hilarious that this is what he thought is what he should send all right i'm gonna close it now it's probably. also like it's like the fact that he's parrying the neck again is interesting like oh yeah. parrying the neck worked therefore parrying <laughs> the neck will work which is what he did do again in the future when he uh did michael jackson and then wasn't doing too hot on one album and then came out with the next one with another Michael Jackson. Um, but yeah, so the, this, but the original song also 
he may not have been able to go on to more recorded songs, but he did get an official music video for it. And by official, I mean one of his friends needed to do a video senior presentation and decided to just film Weird Al sitting with an accordion and playing this song as a final project. Oh, nice. Which is, you know, something. But it technically makes it the first Weird Al music video that exists, but it was never put on any of, like, the the discs or anything because it was just, you know, someone's kind of just home movie this in a way exciting. but it was a i don't think he's actually playing live either i think he's just playing to the recording if i'm not mistaken Great hat. Hungry one. Open up a package of mine. Oh, I think the toast is done. The toast is done. Top it with a little of mine. Banana. Never gonna stop. Eat it up. Such a tasty snack. I always eat too much. And throw up. But I'll soon be back in my, 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 The video doesn't change. It's just, just this. Just sitting. <clears throat> it does change, you know, camera angles. Uh-huh. <laughs> But it's just him sitting there looking like a Lederhosen outfit, almost. Now, Randy Cardoon um, in the chat says, Just to clear this up, this video was recorded at the TV production facility at Cuesta College in San Luis Obispo as a part of my final directing project <laughs> for a TV production class I took in 1979. I knew Al from the Cal Poly radio station, Never thought much about this afterwards until I got a call from MTV asking if I had any pics of Al for their driven TV show. Driven TV show. I said no, but I have this video on three-fourths inch tape. Thought the producer was about to faint. Looking back, <laughs> it's pretty cool to be the director slash producer of Al's first video. Still waiting for him to give me a second chance. LOL. Oh, and hopefully he gives him a second chance. Yeah. Way to go, Randy Cardoon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, that didn't go anywhere, that song. Um, and then he just kind of finished up college and then made that EP that we've talked about with Another One Rides the Bus. So that gets covered more on the Another One Rides the Bus episode. Sure does. But that's where it left off. Although that original version... Um, was the only way to hear it because he re-recorded it for the self-titled album but before that the only way and until what year was this well up until headline news um that's when they put it out on cd only available on this little four disc cd box set what a weird shape called the permanent permanent record yeah well because it has to fit four discs oh okay and there's a book too Uh. which is kind of fun um, but yeah, so uh, the original version, like that, what you heard in the background of that um, video, is um, was available on that. And then I think that's it. Um, up until the other release. Yeah. But as far as the varying quality of the songs, do you prefer the bathroom recording or the original recording? Mm, the bathroom i feel like the bathroom has a lot of reverb that doesn't is too much reverb it is too much reverb. it's like it sounds kind of bad it's like underwater <laughs> yeah well that's all there really is about that song it is an important one just because it was his first single ever released and everything joel i have a couple of um last things for you um we've we've shared a lot already about weird al about um, the knack, but not enough about baloney itself. Yes. So I remember the last time that I recorded this, um, I gave you a lot of facts about what baloney is. Um, that sounds about right. It comes from Bologna originally in Italy. It's a kind of, uh, processed sausage where the, um, it's really fatty. Um, and it's not great. It's not great. Because um, I had it the last time I ate some. You of it, ate it which on I don't Mike. have any this time, but I did eat some last time. <laughs> um, it's uh, machine processed, and I think that there is no technical difference between what is in a hot dog and what is on a bologna sandwich. I think they are the same meat. They did taste very similar, but a hot dog, I don't know, you barbecue or you at least cook it, whereas bologna, I've never put that on a 
pan or a grill and grilled up bologna. Do people do that? Grill up bologna? I'm sure they do. Hmm. Like, that might be good just because hot dogs are good. This could be. Why wouldn't that? Because that's like eating raw hot dogs, and that's not good. Yeah. So. Um, I also learned that uh, there is a uh, hot dog uh, council, the United States Hot Dog Council. Uh, I believe I tried to send them an email asking them whether or not bologna and hot dogs were the same meats. I think that happened. And I'm assuming they did not respond. Um, let me double check. So that's not important. What is important is that there, um, there is a in, in the speed eating world, there is a a few bologna eating challenges. Um, there's a there's a competition during um, quarantine featuring the legendary Joey Chestnut, the number one uh, competitive eater in the United States. Oh. Um, eating uh against uh seven other competitive eaters eating two pounds of bologna straight bologna that seems like too much bologna it looks like it seems like too much food it looks like too much bologna to me um he got he got second place which is you know pretty solid for the for that particular competition uh and one of the other competitive eaters was named matt stoney I don't know anything mm. about Matt Stoney, but Matt Stoney. Trey Parkery. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Trey Parkery's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt Stoney has his own um, YouTube channel. He's got 15 million subscribers. And he has a video called I'm Never Eating Bologna Again. <laughs> I'm going to share it with you. I have not watched this. And is this the person who won? This is, right? He did not or... win. He got second place. I think, he, I think Matt Stoney got fourth place. Joey. Oh, even worse. Joey Chestnut got second place. Okay. Gross. Ugh. Oh, this is going to sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> ASMR or whatever it's called. Is that two pounds right there, I'm assuming? No. All right. Today, we're eating bologna. Do you see that the length of the video is 420? Oh. <laughs> so this is actually my fourth attempt at filming fourth this attempt video. Of, uh, because every time I attempt to film a bologna challenge, something goes wrong. I mean, it's gross, you're gagging, it's slimy, it's slipping out of my hand, making a mess. But today, we're feeling good. 108 slices of bologna. That is 6.75 pounds of lunch meat collecting in at 8,640 calories. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's not much else to say. Uh, this is just asking for heart attacks. This is going to make baby burping so much nicer. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, he's getting old. Oh, Gatorade. Oh. Yeah, Powerade something? Or yeah, Powerade. Oh, Jesus. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I'd like to imagine what is the person filming... What's her life like? He might just have it on a tripod. Well, someone was counting. Oh, really? Yeah. They think they said three, two, one. Oh, there's a dog down there. Oh, good. I see his ears. Maybe they should feed it to the dog. So he's just taking bites and bites of, what is it, 20 pieces of bologna in each handful? Yeah. And then chugging Powerade to gulp it down. Mm-hmm. Pirates and Even just the Powerade and hot dog combination sounds really gross. Alright, so he's a minute and a half in and he's halfway done. Oh yeah, I can hear the girl. Maybe that's his his boo. Do you suppose <laughs> this is what she likes? I was gonna say, I was gonna say it's like, is this something that she finds entertaining or is this one of these hobbies that she's just like bears with? He's like, well it pays the bills. <laughs> it must, if he's got fifteen million subscribers. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, probably gets more money than I do, and he just has to do that. What's the goal? Does he have a, a goal? Like, the time that he wants to do it in? Because he's almost done, and it's just over yeah, three minutes. Yeah, there's a... Oh. The, the... Well, because that lady was saying, like, a minute and a half before about stuff. I don't know if that was counting up, though. Oh, yeah, it was. Okay. Wait, now he's got to eat all the little bits that he left over. This is now he's just mowing. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I don't feel good. No, he doesn't feel good. 
That's weird. I don't know if you guys saw, but he was under my legs the whole time. I mean, I guess it's something to do, but I don't know if I fully understand it. Of the of the whole art of competitive eating. Yeah, the art of eating a bunch of food really fast. I mean, I, I it's something, but uh, that massive slice of pizza looks really good. I just clicked on his page. His most popular video is um, most Korean fire noodles ever eaten. Um, Fifteen packs. It's got one hundred and twenty-five million views. That's something, hmm. Joel. Um, one last thing I want to share about bologna before we get out of here bologna bologna is that have you ever heard of the band i know you've heard of the word but have you ever heard of the band nerf herder uh maybe i'm gonna go with no but it just sounds familiar like i maybe heard it with the band name once but i do understand what the name was coming from what is that nerf herder scruffy looking yeah yes uh I think they put Nerf in one of the cartoons. So you actually saw what a Nerf looked like. Oh. I forgot what it was now. It's a it's a deep uh, Star Wars reference. Yeah. Episode Nerf four. Uh, five. Five. Okay. And Nerf Herder is a uh, yeah, it's five. They're in Hoth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nerf Herder is a nerdcore band from the '90s. Um, when they released their first album in the 90s. Um, they ended up uh, supporting Weezer on one of their early tours. Did, did they do that I'm Boba the Fat song? Is that Nerf Hatter? I don't know. Who's that? I don't know. Am I being too vague? Damn. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know Nerf a lot of Nerf Hatter songs. What I do know is I have another gift for you. Oh, shit. I got this for you. What is that Nerf Hatter written? This is a 12-inch single. <laughs> nice. It's called Born Weird. Oh. And it's the picture of the band surrounded by a bunch of weird stuff in a cafeteria. Um, what's important yeah, is... Yeah, I see Teen Wolf sitting there. That's right. Um, here's the two <laughs> two songs. Can you read those titles? Born Weird and My Bologna. Mm-hmm. And this is Nerf Herder's... Nerf Herder's most recent tribute release. songs. Oh, they just put this out. They just oh. put it out. What? That's cool. It's cool with the Doctor Demento picture and everything. That's right. So on nice, and they are covering those two songs. Or I mean, so my Bologna. I don't know what the other one. Born is, Weird but. is an original from Nerf Herder that features an accordion solo with Weird Al. And then oh, that's pretty cool. the B side is the band's cover of My Bologna. Now, what's also cool is that this actual record looks like a giant piece <laughs> of bologna. That's hilarious. So it's, Does it smell like one? It does not smell like one. Ah, so it's like salmon pink with like gross um, yellow <laughs> spots on it. Yeah. Uh, but that's awesome. When did this come out? You said it was new. It is but like, brand like new. Like this year kind of new? Yeah. This is out in t- oh, shit. How did I 2021. this? On golf shirt records golf shirt um nice but that's that's awesome i mean thank you very much i'll we we gotta listen to it when you come back up here well let's go for this episode if you can look up nerf herder my bologna we can listen to what their version oh. of the song sounds like burping can you believe it joel okay stop that is the sound i'm using to note that the show has completely broken down joel is gone his mic stopped working his file has disappeared and you'll never know how this episode was supposed to end uh so that's cool writing's on the wall for this podcast am i right so You can still follow us on whatever thing that we have and 
Oh, you know what you can't do? You can't find us on YouTube anymore because we violated the terms of service without posting a single video. So you tell me how that's supposed to work. Uh, weirdpalspod at gmail.com. Come bother us there. We're gonna make it, friends. Even if we die trying.